Welcome to Locked On Warriors. On today's show, Steve Kerr tells us why this team reminds him of those title teams from five years ago, and then how the Warriors beat the Lakers to open up the season. That's all coming up next. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, it's a Wednesday edition of Locked On Warriors, the only podcast bringing you the latest on the Warriors every day, Monday through Friday. I'm Wes Goldberg. However you may be listening on YouTube, Odyssey, or on your favorite podcast app, thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. Got a great show for you today. We're going to talk about Jordan Poole, uh, Steph Curry's triple-double, how the Warriors beat the Lakers, and then some problems that the Lakers are facing early on and how that could impact Golden State's chances in the West. But let's just start right away with a recap of last night's opening night. The Golden State Warriors beat the Los Angeles Lakers at Staples Center 121-114. to The Warriors go up 1-0, undefeated on the season. Nice start for the Warriors. Steph Curry, 21 points on an off-shooting night, 5-21 of 21 shooting. Did finish with a triple-double with 10 rebounds and 10 assists. Um, but what really stand, uh, stood out to me with how much Steph was struggling was the support that he got. And Connor Turno from the San Francisco Chronicle joined me on yesterday's show and we to talk about the biggest questions we had facing the Warriors this season. And my biggest question was whether or not this supporting cast would be enough to support Steph Curry as this team tries to return to the postseason. And based on last night, that was an overwhelming yes. Not to make too much of one game, but this team looks like it is playing with chemistry, that it is playing with flow, the development of guys like Jordan Poole and Juan Descano Anderson, and some of these new guys, Nemanja Bielitsa, Andre Iguodala returning, Otto Porter. I mean, they just have now strength in numbers, which, if you're a Warriors fan, is a really good thing to hear. Steve Kerr was asked about this after the game. Here's what he had to say about this group. You know, it just feels like, uh, you know, five, six years ago when we just had uh, guys up and down the roster who, who could play. Um, We've got guys who are injured who can play, you know. So we're we're I think we're really deep. Um, you know, you think about uh, you know Clay and, and James coming back at some point. Uh, we played all twelve guys. Gary played seven seconds, made a steal, made a great play. Uh, he's going to make an impact on our team. So the whole key when when you have that situation is everybody's got to just commit and understand. Um, you know, tonight might be. One guy's night, and tomorrow might be somebody else, somebody else's. And uh, as long as everyone commits and and um, is all in, then then we got a chance to to really be good. So that was Steve Kerr, obviously after the game. Um, and look, the Warriors needed that support. You looked at what the Lakers were doing: LeBron James, thirty-four points; Anthony Davis, thirty-three points. A top-heavy Lakers group, but led by LeBron and Anthony Davis, who were both playing at an MVP level. And Steph, who we think is going to be in that MVP mix, not really playing. At that level, and yet the Warriors managed to hang around. And you're you're watching that game, and and you're, maybe you're on social media, or maybe you're on Twitter during that game. And how many tweets did you see about how are the Warriors still in this? How are the Warriors still in this? And there's several reasons why. I mean, number one, they went to the free throw line 30 times, uh, went 25 of 30 from the stripe, 83.3 percent compared to what the Lakers did from the free throw line, nine of 19, 47 percent. I mean, that was a big swing point in the game, um, but the Lakers were getting it done in transition, 20 fast break points for them, but the Warriors were beating them in the paint, 46 points in the paint to 34, despite LA's advantage in size, which seemed early on to maybe be 
the tipping point in that game. I thought that the Warriors were having a really tough time dealing with the size, but maybe it's just the the drama, the the, the jarringness of you know Anthony Davis just swooping over Kevon Looney and other guys, um, basically unencumbered to just get to the basket and guys like Dwight Howard getting rebounds and things like that. Um, but the Warriors won the rebounding battle. They won the points in the paint battle, and it's by a group effort. And that's part of what Steve Kerr is talking about. Yes, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, 30-plus points apiece, but nobody else on the Lakers scoring in double digits. Meanwhile, in Golden State, 21 points, like I said, on off-shooting night for Steph, but you get 20 points from Jordan Poole, 12 points from Andrew Wiggins, 15 from Nemanja Bializia, 12 from Andre Iguodala, 15 from Damian Lee, who played 29 minutes off the bench um, and had a nice night for them, obviously. Um, you get uh, nice uh, contributions from a guy like Gary Payton, who played seven seconds and recorded a steal. Um, you know, you're, you're getting contributions from up and down that roster. And that is that strengths and numbers approach. And that is what Steve Kerr is talking about when he discusses, you know, that re- being reminded of, you know, five years ago during those finals runs of, hey, yeah, you've got Steph, Clay, you know, later on, Kevin Durant arrives, you've got Draymond. But, you know, you've got centers who can contribute, like Looney, Bogut, Pachulia, David West. You know, you go down the list. You've got other guys like Iguodala, Sean Livingston, you know, at different points, Leandro Barbosa. I mean, you've just got guys coming off of that bench and swarming other teams and eventually leading to just like this overwhelming feeling. Now, I don't think this Warriors team is that good. Obviously, I don't think any team is going to be that good ever again, or if not for a very, very long time. But, um, with just how deep those guys were, but it was the turning point of the game was not when Steph Curry was playing, but when Jordan Poole was running that offense, Steve Curry's done a nice job of, yeah, Jordan Poole is starting, but staggering Steph and Jordan throughout the game. And then obviously closing halves with them, making sure that one of those guys were on the floor at all times. And last year, the Warriors lost those minutes by an enormous margin when Steph was on the bench. And in that game, they didn't. In fact, They were down four, or I'm sorry, down two, I believe it was, to start the fourth quarter. Steph Curry not in. We know that he comes in that midway point, six-minute mark of the fourth quarter. Steph Curry not in. Jordan Poole running that offense because of that staggered rotation that we were just talking about. They go from down two to up four because of Jordan Poole, Otto Porter, Andre Iguodala, Nemanja Bializia. I mean, just these guys being able to run offense and function in, in that Warriors type of offense, that Steve Kerr type of offense that we have come to know, and um, that was, to me, the turning point because you go from trailing in the game. For most of that game, they were trailing to up four by the time Steph Curry uh, checks back in midway through the fourth, giving him a nice little rest and a nice little cushion. Steph had you know played 36 minutes, which is about right where they want to be in a primetime game in a game that they certainly wanted to win. But we talked about Nemanja Bielitsa. We talked about Jordan Poole. Going to uh, dive deeper into their games next, but first, let's talk about sweat block. Look, there are a few things in life that just aren't fun to talk about, and one of them is excessive sweating. You know, when you're sweating through your shirts for no reason. It's embarrassing. You may know somebody that's personally dealing with this, or maybe you're personally dealing with this. I can tell you that when I speak in public, I can't help but sweat through my shirt. I'm sweating through my shirt right now. Um, but listen, I, this isn't life and death, and there are much worse problems to deal with in the world. But let's be honest, in the moment, it does feel like it's a big deal especially if you're speaking in public or you're on a date or you're having an important conversation, meeting an important person. If you're interviewing an NBA player or an NBA coach and you're sweating through your shirt and you don't want to be embarrassed. Look, this is why I use Sweatblock antiperspirant wipes. Sweatblock is stronger and more effective than the most clinical antiperspirants and you simply apply it the night before bed, go 
go to sleep. And then next morning you wake up, go about your day without worrying about sweat. It's guaranteed. And I know this is going to sound too good to be true, but I literally only have to use sweat block once or twice a week. And it keeps me dry the whole time. No more pitting out, no more picking my shirts based on which one's going to hide the sweat better. If you or someone you love is dealing with this, you have to check out Sweatblock. Get it today for 20% off at sweatblock.com when you use the promo code locked on or find it at Amazon and CVS. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. For your second listen, get everything you need from the contender to pretender around the NBA with the ultimate insider NBA season preview, the biggest and most comprehensive season preview you can find wherever you get your podcasts. Um, all right. Jordan Poole, man. <laughs> uh Let's go through the stat line here. 20 points on 8 of 18 shooting, 4 of 11 from 3-point range, 2 rebounds, 3 assists, a steal, 2 turnovers, was plus 2 for the game. Didn't play well early on in that game, I didn't think. Um, was chucking up some ill-advised shots. Uh, didn't really feel like he was playing within the flow of the offense. Felt like he was maybe trying to force it a little bit, trying to build off of a really strong preseason on a primetime game on TNT against the Lakers to open up the regular season. Uh, but then I thought in the third quarter... Started to settle in a little bit, um, hit a few really important threes, and then in that fourth quarter, uh, made a bunch of important shots, had a sweeping layup across uh, over Anthony Davis, um, and uh, and really helped put that game away. And I mentioned that that important swing at uh, that start of the fourth quarter led by Jordan Poole, and that's why he finished with 20 points on 8 of 18 shooting, which isn't awful for a percentage based on where he started in that game, uh, missing a bunch of clunkers. But... Um, he was awesome, starting right, you know, giving giving the Warriors what they need when Steph is on the bench. And look, Jordan Poole doesn't have to be splash brother number three. He doesn't need to be an all-star this season. He just needs to be able to run the offense when Steph is on the bench. Those minutes that the Warriors were losing when Steph was on the bench were just so, just hampered them so much over the last two years, and they just didn't have a presence like Jordan Poole. But Poole now in his third year has emerged. He's done the work. Uh, and he really seems to be like a key, uh, a key piece for them going forward. Then there's Bielitsa. Okay, 26 minutes. He had 15 points, 11 rebounds, 4 assists, a steal. He was a team high, game high, plus 20. Now, part of that is that the Warriors were bad when Kevon Looney was on the floor. They were minus 8. Looney, 15 minutes, did not have a good game. Bielitsa closes the game. Was in the, was in the game during their most important stretches. But, um, look... This has been a home run signing for Bielitsa, and I don't mean to jump the gun on it. I still think that there are injury concerns, conditioning concerns that could crop up that have plagued him throughout the rest of his career, but he looks the part right now. And that was the part. This is a guy who couldn't get off the bench in Miami last year because of conditioning issues. Uh, I don't know if it was the short offseason, even though he didn't really have one because he was part of the lousy Sacramento Kings team and all these things, but uh, I don't know what it was, maybe the, the pandemic-related season. I don't know what it was. But he couldn't get off the bench for the Heat. He comes to Golden State. He says he's in shape. He says he's in great shape. All these things. Uh, and is a key cog in this Warriors rotation. They have never had a floor spacing five the way that Bielitsa is. Uh, you know, they've gone through guys. They've been trying to find a guy like him. Amari Spellman, Dragon Bender, even DeMarcus Cousins to a certain degree. They're looking for floor spacing bigs. And they finally get one on Bielitsa. Um... But he's so much more than that. I mean, Draymond Green and Steph Curry have both remarked over the last few days, they didn't see the playmaking coming from him. And the four assists is so huge. And we go back to Steve Kerr's statement about how this reminds him of this team 
from five years ago. It's not just having dudes who could score, but it's having guys who can pass with an innate, um, uh, uh, natural feel for the game. And that's what Bielitsa has. Nobody's ever doubted it. This isn't new. We know he can shoot threes, one for one from three-point range tonight, uh, last night. We know he can pass. He's averaged three, four assists over his career. It's just his conditioning, staying on the floor, injuries, stuff like that. But he's on the floor right now. He's playing a huge part for these Warriors. And this is why, by the way, I think when James Wiseman comes back, I don't know what his role is because, yeah, you, oh, just you know, put him in for six minutes and a half. Bielitzio can use those six minutes, man. The Warriors are really good, and every minute matters, as we saw last night. This is not where you can just be like, look, let's just you know, mark off these six minutes each half for in the name of development. I just don't think you could do that, man. And um, with the way Bielitsa has played, and I know it was an, a, a tough night for Kevon Looney. He had a really hard night, a uh, really hard time handling the Lakers' size, and really, I thought their speed. He just had a hard time just getting off shots, even though he's three of five. I thought he could have obviously um, played a lot better, only had one assist, which is pretty low for Looney. Um, just had a hard time finding guys, finding openings. Um, and then he was, you know, he was taken advantage of defensively a couple times. Um, and Bielitsa is not awesome defensively, and there might be times where other teams target that and poke at that a little bit more. But um, from what we've seen in the preseason on opening night, that's been an awesome signing. And I, I think Looney is still your starter. But who knows? I mean, there could be a point in time based on a matchup or something like that where Bielitsa starts for you. He certainly closed the game last night, and I suppose that's more important. Um, but right now, those are your two centers. And then obviously, you can always go small with Draymond, uh, even Juan Descano Anderson at the five. We didn't see much of that last night. Um, but uh, really, really good games from both of those guys. Um, and th that's why Bielitsa. I was going to make Jordan Poole my player of the game. I'm so impressed with him. Just the confidence he's playing with, just that ability to bounce back from an off start and, and become sort of that swing factor late. But Bielitsa was just good throughout the game. So you know what? Player of the game goes to both of them, Jordan Poole and um, Andamania Bielitsa. And shout out to Moses Moody who got the game ball. Saw that on Steph Curry's Instagram. Um, all right, coming up, uh, just some comments on how the Lakers looked. I know this is not locked on Lakers, but this matters for the Warriors. Why? Because they're in the playoff mix again. And it matters what these other teams look like in the West and how that's going to impact Golden State's chances going forward. That's all coming up next. But first, let's talk about our friends at Built Bar. Did you know that Built Bar has a ton of delicious flavors? There's something for everybody. When you talk to a Built Bar fan, they are definitely passionate about their faves. And if you don't know the Built Bar flavors by now, well, you're missing out. They have coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, German chocolate. Uh, and I have a box of all these flavors all the time in my refrigerator. I like to chill them down. It's nice, uh, a refreshing snack uh, packed with protein for after my workouts. Maybe I'm on my way to the arena, on my way to a, covering a practice or something, and I just need something quick that I can eat on the go. Built Bar is my go-to. Not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, Built Bars are healthy too. Check out these macros, 17 to 18 grams of protein. Calories from 130 to 180, only four to five grams of sugar, only four to five grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. So here's the offer. Go to built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and you're going to get 15% off on your order. Again, use that promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Also, let's talk about our friends over at Bet Online. We are back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron and the court as we have opening night in the NBA. And as always, Bet Online is your number one spot. For all of the pro, college football, and basketball action this season, with a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline continues to be your number one source 
for everything football and basketball. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code Locked On. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for this 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. It's Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, briefly going to talk about the Lakers here. Um, and to me, the number one takeaway has to be Russell Westbrook and just how lousy he looked. LeBron James, 34 points on 13 to 23, shooting 11 rebounds, five assists, a steal, a block. Anthony Davis, 33 points on 15 for 26 shooting, 11 rebounds, two assists, a steal, two blocks. They were awesome. And they were dominating that game. And I know we're going to give a lot of credit to the Warriors and that deep bench and the rotations that Steve Kerr played. Um, Jordan Poole, Bielitsa, Damian Lee, Otto Porter, Andre Iguodala, all these guys deserve a ton of credit. But I thought the Lakers also partly lost that game. And I thought they lost that game because... They had to play Russell Westbrook, and he was terrible. Eight points on four for 13 shooting, four assists, five rebounds, four turnovers. Couldn't make a three. He was 0 for 4. Didn't get to the line. Was a minus 23. And there was a good chunk of that game where everybody, like I said, the Lakers were leading most of that game. It looked like they were going to win that game. Like I said, we were tweeting during the, how the Warriors even still in this because the Lakers looked so good. They looked good when Westbrook was not on the floor. And for most of that game, the only Laker with a negative plus minus was Russell Westbrook. He was terrible. Now, I saw a tweet the other day, and I wish I remember who it was, but somebody looked up his game score and all this stuff, which is sort of this cumulative score based on all stats and advanced metrics and things like that given to a player game to game. And this was like the eighth worst game Russell Westbrook has ever played in his career. And the last time he's played this poorly was when Kevin Durant was in Oklahoma City. So Russell Westbrook is not going to be this bad all the time for the Lakers. But it's not a good sign for the Lakers that he's playing this poorly on opening night on national TV in a primetime game against a team that they are going to be competing with in the Western Conference. It's great news for the Warriors. And I love how they handled him. They basically looked at Russell Westbrook and said, hey man, we're not worried about you. Take that shot. They completely sagged off him, completely ignored him on offense. The only time Russell Westbrook was ever a factor or is ever a factor really at this point of his career is in transition, and he wasn't even very good in transition, was not making good decisions, was not on the right place on the floor, really struggled. And look, I thought that, you know, the Warriors made that run in the beginning of the fourth quarter when, we, when they swung the game, and I'm just like, look, Russell Westbrook was on the other side of the floor for the Lakers. He was in there. And they took him out in the middle of that fourth quarter. The Lakers fought back a little bit, made it a game again. But Frank Vogel has to play his guys. Vogel has to play his stars. He has to play Westbrook. And so he puts Westbrook back into the game. And the Warriors go on another run. Watch that game again. Every time the Warriors went on a run, every time they got it back to being close, it was Westbrook being in the game. And it didn't help that the Lakers didn't play a ton of... They played a lot of minutes with Anthony Davis at center, but then you get 13 minutes for DeAndre Jordan, 13 minutes for Dwight Howard. That's 16 minutes where Anthony Davis isn't playing center. And that... Or I'm 16 minutes. I'm terrible at math. 26 minutes where uh, Anthony Davis is not at center. Those are a lot of minutes against a good team. So I thought the Lakers could have won that game. I do. If they had just played Anthony Davis at center and taken Westbrook out of the game. But I don't know... How you do that if you're Frank Vogel. 
And that, to me, is going to be the big question for the Lakers. Not just Russell Westbrook, how he fits in. That's obviously the biggest question. But when he is having a bad night, because with Westbrook, we know it's sort of one way or the other, right? He could dominate a game and win you a game. He's an innings eater uh, in the regular season. But against top competition with a playoff-like atmosphere like this had, we've seen Westbrook's limitations in these type of situations. Will Frank Vogel be able to bench Westbrook at the end of the game? When he needs to. I don't, I don't think he can. This is the guy LeBron and Anthony Davis wanted to play with. So it's going to be up to LeBron to figure it out. Figure out how to use Westbrook. And for Westbrook to buy in. Um, and figure out some way to impact the game when the ball is not in his hands. Because when he's shooting 4 for 13 and 0 for three, 4 from 3-point range, the ball shouldn't be in his hands. So um, not a great start for the Lakers. I think a really dispiriting loss if you're a Lakers fan. Obviously a great win if you're the Warriors fan. And that's what we care about here. Um... We're going to have a mailbag later on this week and uh, also next week. So if you want to participate in that, all you have to do is leave a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts and leave a review. And then in that review, leave your question in that review. I guarantee you if you do that, your question will be answered. Of course, you can always leave questions in the YouTube comments um, or you can tweet them at me at WC Goldberg. But that'll do it for us today. Remember to subscribe to new episodes of Lockdown Warriors on YouTube, and wherever you listen to podcasts, comment, leave a five-star rating. Uh, reach me on Twitter at WC Goldberg. Thanks for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Josh Lloyd hosts the number one daily fantasy basketball show on the planet. It's free. It's available on all platforms.